It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to the FlowTrack Podcast. I'm Kevin. He is Gordon. Our email address is flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. I actually have a few emails to read. People still are continuing the tiebreaker debate. That didn't end with the holiday. It's still going <laughs> It's strong. still going? Yeah, yeah. I, and I want to read them. Was there like a – was a conversation of topic uh, over – Thanksgiving dinner. No. Like there's one uncle who's like all in on Oklahoma State got robbed. <laughs> no. Another uncle's like, are you kidding me? And Well, if by Thanksgiving table you mean the email inbox, then yeah. yes, although there wasn't any back and forth. I just thought it was interesting and we haven't read emails in a bit. So I want to read those. Uh, you can subscribe uh, to the channel. Uh, you can like it. You can become a member. All that good stuff. How was your Thanksgiving, Gordon? The people want to know. People want to know. How was your Thanksgiving? They don't. Answer a question with a question. I asked you first. Uh, Thanksgiving was great. It was long. I felt like Thanksgiving weekends. Was it longer this year? Friday feels like a Saturday. Saturday feels like a Sunday. And then Sunday feels like second Sunday. It's like a weird situation. A lot of sports, too. Everything gets shifted over. Watch lots of sports. I ran a turkey trot. Good job. Good job. First run. Came out of retirement. Okay. I've only ran. I ran. That was my second run of the year. First run was with you in Tulsa where we ran three miles. (laughs) That's the first run of the year? Yeah, that was I a gave rough up one. running in 2022. That was your news resolution. All of, all of my focus on biking, lifting, and dunking. Here's my stats. Ooh. Start off. I just want to bring a little race. Wait, wait, wait. Down. Hold on a second here. You closed in 5:37. Is that accurate, or were the miles marked wrong? No. So I didn't run a. F- so okay. So it's a five-mile course. Yeah, but yeah. I've my run this watch before. only recorded 4.6 miles oh. because 0.4 of it I was paused on the watch because I was running with a group of people, you know, they had to stop for a bathroom break. Yeah. It wasn't a serious event. We were untimed. So my official time was nine minute mile pace, but it was a hundred percent humidity. <laughs> That's good. That's an Austin classic there. It was hilly. It was hilly. My yeah. heart rate was 183 beats per minute. That's I was moving. Yeah. I told you, I, course is tough. Course was tough. The beginning, but you all ran together. Yeah, we ran together and you wore matching clothes. Yes. Interesting. Uh, okay. Maggie, who's she's actually really good. She could probably break three in the in the marathon. Mm-hmm. Uh, she made us turkey costumes. Okay, we got a lot. People were like, "Nice shirt, nice shirt." Like it was fun. We walk around, and everyone's like waving hi to you. Mm-hmm. Like it'd be cool. You know who I saw though? Who? Our boss. Oh, the CEO of our company, the owner of our company, Mark Flo. He was there wearing his Flo shirt. Uh, he he though he said, "Why aren't you running?" Uh, with with the time because he wanted to make sure that he can prove that he ran the race because it. And oh, you bought the untimed. I one. bought the untimed bit. You saved the five bucks. I saved the five bucks because I All just right. used my watch. Right on. You know, nine minute mile pace. Yeah. Okay. How is I, your I, I see what you mean now. Now it doesn't really make sense why you would go all out if you're doing. The, I won the untimed section. Yeah, there was no winning. Yeah. Uh, it was good. It was good. Went to Houston for the second time in my life. Way too much Astros stuff there. I'll just say Ooh. it. Wasn't ready for it. Everywhere we went, just happened to be driving by the stadium. It pennants and things everywhere. Went to a Christmas tree lighting. Santa showed up. Started talking about the Astros while they were killing time. It was really frustrating. Like they, I just couldn't escape it. I don't know what I expected. It's Houston. Houston. They just won the World Series. Great, 
but city great awesome yeah. love just have one fatal flaw university of houston's great yeah yeah actually two fatal flaws the rockets and the astros yeah texans are so bad it doesn't really doesn't even, matter it doesn't matter at all um big turkey trot news though yes we saw one of the most intense turkey trot finishes you'll ever see people have already seen this this was from uh troy new york and the finish there's been extensive reporting on this as two competitors uh sprint to the line to try to get that coveted i don't even know what prize they're racing so for at this point third place third place yeah if the camera starts when the, the top two come in uh gentleman gets run into the gate you don't even see finishes this intense when Olympic medals are on the line. That's what a turkey trot will bring out of people. This kind of reminded me of that Diamond League final with Paul Chalimo. But he went through, didn't he go through the middle yeah. and do the, the scoop? This, there's a fence involved. There's yeah. more danger here. I was also thinking about that world indoors. Was it was Stefan Hassan on that final stretch? Obviously, Chalimo again at the, at the trials. But now there's been extensive reporting. This is uh, David Monty's. Tweet. So they disqualified the guy who stopped his watch, uh, citing they decided a USATF rule. <laughs> I would just cite a turkey trot rule. Turkey trot rule is no turkey trot should be this intense. It says each competitor shall run in a direct line after entering the final straightaway. This, I got to admit, when I hit play on the video the first time I saw it, I was wondering how it would end. Way more physical than I even imagined. <laughs> also, the fact that the guy stopped his watch. He's like, first thing I got to do, yeah. stop the watch. Pure pure runner um dq the right call here again i don't know what the prize was is for it, is it the medal but like, was there a gift certificate but the he cross he hits them after they cross the line like yeah but he, starts he doesn't to impede them until the, the the race is over he starts to obstruct a little earlier like right there yeah but he doesn't wait no, no, hold on, hold until on, he but passes where's the line though they're laying on the line aren't they no the oh. line is oh i see yeah, that's just where the, the chip first we learned that at the NCAA yes. championships because they were talking about protests based on where the line was. Yeah, I still think there's a little too much argy-bargy there before the line. I mean, the extracurricular stuff. I think you get the flag and then you get the 15-yarder after for late hit out of bounds here. The thing I want to figure out here is the clock. The clock reads 91.40. Oh, it must have been running from – maybe they started the fun run time and then it didn't cycle over. Is that Because I was like, yeah. that's a lot of effort for a 91-minute – it's a big kick at the end there. <laughs> 91 I, minute 5K? I'm just, or like they're running like a half marathon or something? I don't know. No, this was, again, people laugh and they joke about, I'm going to take the turkey trot seriously. This guy really did it. I mean, this guy put his whole heart into it. I, I read an article that said the guy who got hit, the guy, not the guy who got DQ'd, but the other guy, had just had some scrapes. That was it. So luckily, no major injury. Because running that metal fence there, and that reporter there who's taking the video, she almost gets hit, too. I wish the recording kept going and we could see if there was, like, a more of an altercation. Uh, it said there wasn't. On the article I and the re- article that I read, there, like I said, there were, this was one of the most reported on running stories of 2022. I read at least two articles about just this finish. Wait, hold on. One of the most reported running stories of 2022, I read at least... Two articles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two is the I mean, most of a specific incident. True. Okay. Yeah. Can you boil down? I mean, we're this is going to be in the running for end of the year awards because of some recency bias. Because yes. we'll remember it because end of the year awards yep. are coming up in a month. Kind of like college football playoff. Yeah. Recency bias. But how many finishes are this memorable that you can think of? Yeah. This year, no. you think of the Chalimo one, and that's pretty much it. But this was Chalimo's was nothing compared to this. Yeah. Grant Fisher wasn't getting run into a gate. No. Nobody got nobody got DQ'd citing USATF Rule 163. Do you think this is going to cause meet officials to be like, all right, white metal fencing? We need to put some padding on it. Kind of how they put the padding oh, on, on like the field goal goalpost like, on the goalpost, or like at the you know in a gymnasium behind a basketball hoop, they put padding up. Yeah, yeah. We can start seeing some padding. Or should it on, go uh, track meets? Should it go cross country style? Shrink it even more? Yeah, because it expands it. So then get he gets around the first one, but then that. Puts him into the other one there. My question is, who got the popsicle stick first? Like, how do they... <laughs> if they that? didn't DQ it, who yeah. actually did it? Yeah. Like, who actually wins this race? We need a side angle. We don't... We like, don't. is it... Like, I can't tell. Can you tell? I think the guy who got hit... Wins it? Barely gets it. Okay. Yeah. Also, so does, something, does something break and fall off on this thing? Yeah. I thought I saw something fly up here. Let's watch this one more time. 
Yeah, you I see mean, that? Probably like a lens cap or something. Okay. A lens know. cap. There was a lens cap harm in the making of this video. All right. So your turkey shot, not as eventful. No. As I mean, one. it was eventful. It took a long time. Yeah. But no <laughs> finishes. No finishes like this. I've only had one road race finish that was even had any sort of contact involved in it at all. And it was nowhere near this physical. You got in a fight in a road race? Not in a fight. Our elbows hit with about 100 to go. And then he had some words oh. when we got to the finish. And I had some words. We were separated by like two people. Yeah. There was a hold me back. There was a, a hold me back. I did bit. get. So I'm sure everybody who runs has this. You kind of feel invincible when you get done running sometimes. Yeah, especially you get the high. Yeah. yeah, especially if you get. But then you also have a lack of oxygen. So you kind of feel tough, but you can't articulate any coherent thoughts. Yeah. So what happened was we were going around a curve with like you know, 400 to go. Okay. You know, my elbow clipped his elbow. It wasn't intentional at all. It was just. It's a road mile on a crowded street. Road mile? Yeah, oh, road mile. Speedster. Right Senior here. of college. Yeah. And then he caught up and re- obviously had remembered me and then made a point to like full on actually shove me with, you know, probably like 100 to go. And I was just like, all right, that's kind of weird. Like you took an unintentional thing and then you responded by making an aggressive move. So then we finished. He finished after he shoved me. He finished like one or two spots ahead of me. Uh, and I said, what was that when I got to the finish? And he said some expletives that we can't say on a family podcast. <laughs> we'll say it for the, the previous, bonus pod. The bonus no, pod. no, he said, I think he said something, not that I haven't lived this down yet. It's like 20 years ago. I still remember it. Not 20. Do you 20, think this guy 15. listens to the podcast? No, no way. No way. Um, I, I think he said something like, you shove me, I'll shove you. And then a word starts with A. Asshole? Yeah. Okay. And then, I, and then I was just like, wait a minute. You, you were supposed to apologize when I said, what was that? You were supposed to say, whoops. Did you ever come back to that? No, that's what I'm saying. I You've probably had, had one in my head. So little oxygen. 20 years later, though. What would I what's, have said? What's, what's, the, what's the best comeback? All right. I, we'll create it. We're I, right? I think right. I said something like it's a – I think I said something like it's a fun race, man. Or like, it's supposed to be a fun race. It's supposed to be a fun race. Which man. was such a weird – like I tried to take the high road and then we just – Kind of, and then another guy I remember like stepped in between us. There was zero percent chance I was going to fight this guy. No way I was going. I don't know him. Maybe he's a big fighter. There was no way I was going to fight oh, this man. guy. Uh, but another guy, I felt good because the guy took me serious enough to stand in between us. There was just no chance that it was going to happen. Oh, yeah, we need to do a web redemption with this moment. We need to call Daniel Tosh and have you guys recreate this finish. <laughs> Listen, I he beat me fair and square. He also shoved me. And it was a cheap move. Oh, all right. And that's like my last. So it's an asterisk. That was my last like good race too. And this is that why this is the origins of you hitting the Astros. He's probably an Astros fan. No, too. no, no. This was in this was in Eugene, Oregon. Okay. Yeah, he's probably an Astros fan. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. I don't know. All right. What else we got? Uh, so yeah, uh, Thanksgiving happened, and then right before Thanksgiving, we were like, all right, we're not doing a podcast on Wednesday. We're gonna go see family, friends. We're not gonna do one on Black Friday. And of course, we had news happen Tuesday, right before what would have been a great Wednesday podcast. And now we're talking about it a week later. But Caitlin Tui announced on Instagram that she has signed an NIL deal, a name image likeness deal with Adidas, which is one of the first NIL deals for a shoe sponsor for running since the rule was created a year ago. We started talking about this like... Oh, Oregon is now just going to have a bunch of Nike athletes, mm-hmm, right? Because mm-hmm. they can do NIL deals. Yeah. And all these different schools are going to be able to recruit by saying like, hey, stay in school for four years. Grant Holloway yeah. would have been an Adidas athlete. At, or I guess they're – what is it, Nike school? Are they Nike school? Nike, yeah. Yeah. Grant Holloway would have been a Nike athlete for three years or whatever. Kaylin Tui is the first one to do this. Mm. And it gets people thinking like, what does this mean for one Caitlin? What does it mean for – Collegiate sports. It wasn't mean for future pro contracts out there. Um, I think it's cool one, and it makes sense. What's your first initial thoughts though on Galen Tui having an NIL deal? Well, I thought back to all the discussion, the speculation that was surrounding the initial NIL. Yeah. Like we fervor. thought Cole Hawker wouldn't go pro because of it. Yeah, he's going to stay in school. What's the point of going pro? Just sign with Nike, and then you get all the benefits yeah. of college while also getting a pro contract. I mean, there's still so much you don't know, and you, there's still so much that you don't you don't know how big this is going to get. Yeah. Right? Um, running is different than other sports because the primary – the thing that differentiates uh, an amateur runner from a – 
professional runner, track athlete, is a sponsorship deal with a shoe company. It's not the same as a basketball player or a football player yeah. signing a deal with an apparel company or a shoe company, but then not being on a professional basketball or football team. This is the thing that makes you a professional, a professional runner. So it's a little bit different. And I know a lot of this was in flux because shoe companies were trying to figure out different states had different laws of how NIL applied. So this was just a big kind of question mark for a lot of people going forward. I still think this sort of thing is going to be reserved for the superstars of the sport. I still think people are going to get other NIL deals that we've seen, right, For um, from companies that are not shoe companies, not mega brands like that, or maybe mega brands, but just not not shoe companies. But I just don't know how big it's going to, it's going to get to this level. And the Hawker thing, I know it was early on, but you know, ultimately he still decided to go pro right now. Maybe that was because Nike had, was still trying to figure out the best way to allocate resources. And maybe we're going to see that change in the near future. But if you're a fan, if you like NCAA running, I think you'd like this because it means the chances of people staying a little longer are going to go up. How much up? We don't know yet, but at least incrementally it's going to go up. Yeah. First thing I thought about this is I always think about like the business side of it. Like why would Adidas do this? Because Adidas already is going to have their logo on Tui's jersey. Tui's going to be running, already running in Adidas spikes Mm -hmm. and cross country spikes. Like all the photos that she's going to take with her team are going to be having Adidas logo everywhere. So the exposure of Adidas isn't really going that much up by signing an NIL deal with an already Adidas collegiate athlete, right? Yeah, I would guess the benefit, though, is you further the relationship in hopes that when they sign the pro deal later on, they'd be more likely to sign with that same partner. Yeah. In the same way, isn't bowling sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts or something? Yeah. Right? Like the, the idea being like, okay, if he goes pro, right, and it's a big deal. But like people talk about that. It's Oh, it's a relationship building Thing. Like, oh, it's all about the relationship. If Tui is going to be like, hey, Adidas, thanks for giving me the NIL deal money for the past two years, but like Nike's going to like 3X your offer. Oh, I'm yeah. Leaving. Oh, I'm not saying it's a guarantee. I'm just yeah. saying they probably see it through that perspective. Right. And, and they probably like she's going to do appearances and things like that. Right. She can post about it like now. So there's value in it now. I just think these ones are different than the other ones where it's like, you, you've everybody's seen those, those like the, the, the quarterback has this deal with a car dealership, yeah, yeah, right. Or, yeah. or someone has a ginormous uh, social media following on, you know, on TikTok. So then they get a sponsorship deal with something that's not as heavily related and linked into the sport itself. That's what I'm saying with, with track and cross country, it's just different because that's the primary way you go pro is by joining or by, by signing a, a deal with a, with a shoe company. Yeah, I think it's one, it's also for, for Kaylin Tui that she's able to make money in college this way oh, yeah, that 100%. so many other greats that were the, the Caitlin Tui equivalent of years past, like the Cesarecs and, mm-hmm. you know, the Jenny Simpsons and all that. Like they didn't get to do what she's doing. So it's awesome that she kind of. Struck while the iron's hot. Hot. Um, here's my question: If Caitlin, is this going to be a a dam breaking of nil deals in track? And if so, who would be next in line? I'm going to give you some names, <laughs> and you're going to tell me yes well, or no. Okay, but let me answer the first part of your question first because I think I already did. I don't think it is. I think this is going to be reserved for a very small group of people, like the Cesarex of the world that you mentioned. Okay. I, don't, I don't think it's going to be everybody. I think everybody's going to continue to get the smaller ones, but I wouldn't expect you know, 10, 15 athletes a year to be getting this from shoe companies. Okay. Well, anyone else, do you think someone else will get a shoe deal? Oh yeah. Somebody else will, but it's going to be, like I said, the super duper stars, the NCAA champions. And there's just not many of those every year. Okay. Williams from Oregon. Oh, Makai Williams. Well, we haven't seen it from Nike. Do you think so I don't know. Get- I don't, I don't know if that's in Nike's business plan to do that sort Matthew of stuff. Bowling. That's Nike as well, too, right, Georgia? You think he'll, he'll I think what doesn't make sense I, – de- I think what doesn't make sense is another – a shoe company from a, a competing brand sponsoring you when you're still in college. To me, that would be tough to imagine. I know it's possible. But if you're an Adidas school or a Nike school and having someone else sponsor you, it seems tough. Nico. You think Nico will get an Adidas? 
Well, I mean, he would probably be my first potential one because the Adidas tie-in's already there, and we know that they're willing to do this sort of this sort of program. But yeah, I think you'd have to win though first, right? Okay, what about someone like Favor or Philly or Julian Alfred? So not Americans, but they're going to be the two best female sprinters. Yeah, this in twenty twenty three. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly, I have, I have no clue whether or not the the, the shoe companies. Are going to invest? That's why. Are, are they going to invest in international? My, my question: Are they going to invest in international, like D one type sprinters? That's my question. I don't think. I think the question. No, I think here's what the question: is. The question is, would they sign them anyway? Right? NIL deal or not? Like, would they if they came out and turned pro, wanted in in, in the traditional way, would they have gotten a contract anyway? from one of these companies. And if the answer is, you ought to clear that bar first. And if the answer is yes, they would have gotten a contract, then I think that pool narrows itself down a little bit to, okay, well then are you interested in giving them like a little bit of a bonus deal now, right? Not only are you sponsoring them when, when they graduate, but when they're a junior, when they're a senior, when they're a, a sophomore. So yeah, I could totally see a, I, I don't think international, like we obviously seen a ton of superstars in the NCAA from all over the world. I think if they're going to be a multiple time NCAA champion, right? I think they would get, I think they would get one too. Well, Kalen to be wearing an NC state Jersey in October of 2020. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't this, wouldn't this, wouldn't this make you think that she'd be more likely to stick around than I less? I think it means she's less likely to stick around. Oh, you think? Yeah. I read it. Once the, other the money way. starts coming in, you want more. And then, yeah, I read it the other way. I don't know. And the thing is, with this, it's the same thing with the. She'll be like, "I'm making this now. Mm-hmm. I could be making so much more." Like it's she's not making the same amount that she would be making if she was pro. I think that is a correct assumption, but I think past that we don't really know because we don't even know the pro contracts. Yeah. We're never sure. <laughs> like we know some NAL deals, right? What did Bryce Young, the Alabama quarterback? make for his I mean it's yeah, I don't know. a lot of money a lot. and you it's always different. you always hear the like oh 400,000 or 1 million dollars whatever but i don't think we'll know that on in track and field and cross country just cuz we never seem to know okay here's Bryce Young's what was it called we got it oh 800,000 oh that's his is valued at 3.2 million ESPN saying he has 800,000 in NIL deals so maybe we will find out about individual athletes in track i just because the numbers aren't as big, they're not going to publicize them. And then we don't know about them when they turn pro either. So, yeah. like, we, we don't know what sort of numbers are being uh, thrown around here. So it's tough. Last question. If this does take off and there's more and more, do you think there'll be a, ever a moment where you are more val- you'll make more money as a college, as a student. college student oh. than as a pro? I think you may, I think it will be true for like field events and certain other events. I think there will be certain, because not all events are like promoted equally in the non-collegiate world that like a triple jumper in college win national titles and NCAA titles and be part of like an NCAA title team. Whereas once you're alone, then it's like all the attention goes to the men's hundred, the the mile, yeah, and the distance, you know. Well, this is the thing we talked about before too, because then it's all right. What value do you have to the brand, right? Are you a triple jumper, a shot putter, or a discus with four hundred thousand social media followers? That's a little bit different, right? Yeah. Than, than someone who's just your garden variety track and field athlete yeah. on on campus. So, yeah, that's an interesting question too, and one I think we bandied that one about last time as well too. I just don't. I think that again, the big the the big numbers are going to appeal or are going to apply to like the Bryce Youngs of the world, right? Or or the track and field superstars, like if Grant Holloway was still in in college, yeah. right? Or Caitlin Tui, right? And then there's going to be money that goes to other people as well too, but primarily, I think companies in the long term they're going to invest where they see value and the value is, is this person going to continue on with us after college or do they have so much influence as a college athlete that right now we can make money off this? We can, we can raise our awareness. I think if someone's going to get enough money to stay in college, um, I think they either need to be top, 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 top tier. Like we're talking about 
or they need to have enough social media followers that some like obscure brand that you've never heard of decides to give NIL deals to five college athletes and just throw crazy money at them throughout the country. And one of them happens to be a track and field athlete because that person has a lot of Instagram followers or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like some company that nobody's ever heard of and they want to make this big splash and then they throw a bunch of money out there. Not a traditional, oh, I'm going to like, I'm going to be a Bank of America spokesperson as, as the NCAA champion in the foreign hurdles. I just don't see that happen. All right. We'll do a quick math problem. Yeah. Okay. What is 400 and two minus 305? 97. Do you know what 97 also is? Oh, that was a really long way to get to the news. That was not <laughs> worth it at all. Soft Powell announces retirement. Uh, that was fun. That was great. That's a fun That's little great. math joke. Gotta, gotta reset that one. Uh, <laughs> not, we're not going to put that in the clip? No, that one does not go in there because that was okay. completely... Uh, well, if people listen to this clip now, they're going to be like, what didn't you put in the clip? And people are going to want to know. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm going to reset it and say, Safa Powell, Jamaican sprint legend, announces retirement. There was yeah. something before this moment that uh, was funny. He's famous, breaking the world record a couple occasions, Yes, and broke 10 seconds in the 100... 97 times throughout his career. 97 times throughout his career. It's a lot. The last time came in 2016. He's been competing the last few years, but eventually uh, called it a career. He's trying to get to three more, obviously, I'm assuming. I mean, I think everybody's trying, trying to get to, get to 100. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then 100 under one, uh, under 10 0 is just like very sy- symmetrical. and Yeah. But a uh, hell of a career, right? I mean, he what, just turned 40? Yeah. Celebrate his 40th birthday. Now he's retiring. Um, what has been, what would you, obviously, when you think of Jamaica sprinting, Usain Bolt's going to be the guy. But yeah. like, if Usain Bolt didn't exist, like, Asafa Powell would be like the GOAT of Jamaica sprinting. On the men's side? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the big thing with him was he's only got two individual medals, right? Had this. Really long career, very successful for season after season after consistent. season. He was Mr. Consistent. He's consistent. But then when he went to the championships, you know, he only came away with, with two medals um, in individual events, was part of um, some really great relays. Again, ran some really fast times, was a model of consistency. It's got to be tough, though, to be the guy before the guy, especially when the guy is not just any guy, but he's the, the guy. guy. And that's what it was. With Powell and Bolt, right? Like, it, I mean, Powell was the star attraction. I still remember going to the Prefontaine Classic one year. It was all about Gatlin versus Powell in the 100. So what did they do? They put him in two separate races and made everybody angry. But that was back when that was the matchup people wanted to see. Then um, 2009 rolls or 2008 rolls around. Everything changes with Usain Bolt. But Powell kept on chugging along. I mean, yeah. he, had, he had eight more seasons there where he was – Again, churning out sub 10 second clockings, had eight more seasons where he was making finals and in the mix. He just never had that that championship moment. He had yeah. a world record moment, but he never had a championship moment, which is something that you thought, okay, m- maybe this will be the year, this will be the year, this will be the year. And, and it didn't happen. You contrast that with Bolt, who obviously was just better, but Bolt, what he's known for was delivering the championship yeah. moment almost to a point where it became predictable and even when bolts regular seasons didn't look like anything everybody would say we'll just wait for the championship wait for the championship and he did it every single time so um again though powell i mean to go to go sub (laughs) to go sub 10 97 times speaks to your talent your ability to stay healthy just your overall like professionalism it's impressive when you add it up yeah when you add it up it's 97 yeah 97. 402 minus 305. What would be the equivalent of running sub 10 as a podcaster? Is that like... I'm glad you were able to make this about you. Is it's that like a certain number of downloads we get on an episode? No, I don't... It's the quality. It's quality. The quality. It's not okay, a, so it's like having a... How many sub 10 performances have I've had? We've done 500... You know what you should do? ...and 40-some podcasts. How many sub 10... I think 10? it's top 100 on the charts. 
Top 100. Top 100. How many sub 10 performances have I given to my to this podcast? Oh. We're still searching. Oh, I haven't got one. I got at least one. I'm not going to look at the um, World Athletics tables. I'm just going to go to all-time list. So let's see. 10 seconds, 1,150. There's been 1,155 sub-10. This is when legal performances. Like just put that into the – That's that in, 8.4%. He's 8.4% list. Of, of history is a Safa Pal. Yeah, but I'm thinking, 8.4% of track history. That's crazy. Yeah, but I'm looking at the mile, right? So if you go down to 1,150, I mean, I guess it's a little different, but that's, I mean, it's like 333. Break, imagine breaking 333 97 times in a career. What is it in the mile? Well, probably about 350. I knew the mile because I don't run the mile as much. You want the 800? I'll give you the 800. Yeah, give me the 800. So the 800, uh, it's about 140. 144 low. I mean, just to compete. That so, many times. So 97 is a lot, man. Yeah. Like, if you just say, all right, a long career, 10 years, right? You're having to do that 10 times a year? Yeah. I mean, you can't miss that often. You can't miss. Really? So I'm trying to figure I out. I feel like I've had like at least like 15 sub 10 performance podcasts. You think so? Yeah, for sure. At least 15. So I'm like, I'm getting up there. Right. Eventually, you know. Fifteen years from now, I'll be in the Safa Pal territory. The po- I'll be the po- the Safa Pal of podcasters. Ninety-seven. I mean, here. So here's his two thousand. This is two thousand six. This isn't all of his times. This is just his sub tens. Uh, nine is win legal sub tens. Nine ninety five, nine ninety six, nine ninety eight, nine seventy seven, nine eighty five, nine eighty five, nine eighty six, nine ninety one, nine seven seven, nine nine nine, nine eight six, nine eight nine. That's in a non championship and, and, and two thousand six too. I was graduating high school then. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not, there's not even a championship at stake. And that's what he did. I still can't believe he's 8.4% of all sub 10s ever run. Yeah. That's impressive. I mean, again, some of these longevity stats are, are, are pretty crazy with him. What's more impressive? Safa Pals 97 sub 10s or Nick Wills like consecutive years of breaking four? Oh, Powell. 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 I mean, we just said this is, if you, rough estimate, but 333 and 1500. It's just, it's different. I know people love the round numbers, but sub sub 10 is not the same as breaking four. Right? Sub 10, you're basically saying sub 10, you're running a time that is good enough to qualify for the world championship final. Right? Yeah. Give or take. Yeah. And he's doing that 97 times. Yeah. Well, he did it for over the span of 12 years. So he's doing that a little bit less than 10 times a year. You know how like they had like Mr. 3000? Yeah. It was like for 3000 hit club. Should we call him like Mr. 97? I mean, I think that's his most, see not, so most times you'd look at times, right? But his time got broken. Yeah. You'd look at medals, but his championship record isn't as good. For him, like this is his stat, right? He's Mr. 97. Yeah, that's that's like what he's known for. Again, I think, most people would trade that for medals or they would trade it for world record that would still stand. But still, that's a staggering number. Not only is he Mr. 97, he's run 9.7, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 times. Yeah. I mean, even that's pretty crazy. <laughs> think about it. Well, all right. Salute to retirement. Yeah. Happy trails. Um, what else did you want to talk about? So did you see this news about Kenya? I did. The headline in the BBC says Kenyan doping. World Athletics urged not to ban country despite doping cases. It basically amounts to uh, an official with Kenya, a cabinet, secret- a cabinet secretary, saying don't ban us, Lord Co. That's, that's basically it. And then it outlines some details. The quote that stuck out to me, we will target and deal decisively with the criminals and their syndicates. We must work together to eradicate doping and cheating from athletics and sports in general. Um, and he said, we can't let our nation be banned because of some greedy, unethical individuals. So basically, here's the difference. People want to always say, what's the difference between this and, and, and Russia? And he, the, the gentleman, um, Namwamba, Ababu Namwamba, is outlining there. He's, he's making it about an individual choice as opposed to a countrywide system, which is what made Russia different. 
Because when it came to Russia and them getting banned, a lot of it was because you couldn't even trust any tests were taking place in the country because of the levels of corruption with the anti-doping process that were taking place. He's saying, hey, look, we have a lot of athletes in here who are testing positive, but those are all individual choices, so don't ban us all collectively. The article does say Kenya is among seven countries deemed Category A, the highest doping risk by the AAU, um, so that means they need three tests in 10 months to be able to compete at a major, which we've seen people not be able to compete. Remember, we had a 1,500-meter runner on the men's side not be able to compete for Kenya because he wasn't in the pool long enough, which I think, to be honest, that's a fair rule. That's a fine rule. Like, I'm, I'm good with it. And if you want to have increased and more rigorous testing processes for countries that have had more positive tests, then that's fine. I don't think we're getting we're anywhere close to a countrywide ban here. Do you? No, maybe this is just like preemptively, prevent preemptively. But there could be stuff going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. Yeah, but don't that's ban, why they, ban in the whole country is just totally different. But yeah, it does seem like what Russia did is a lot different from what Kenya or what what Kenyan athletes are doing versus what the Russian athletes are doing. Yeah, um, unless though there is some connection that we don't know about. I'm not. There's absolutely zero proof of this of Kenya athletics being directly connected to it but yeah if that's the case then that would be a situation that's different you i think you ban, but we haven't seen yeah. that yet i think the process is is spelled out like this you ban individuals when you think individuals or their coaches are the ones responsible you start banning countries and federations when they're covering up when they're making it so that you can't even have any faith in any test that's being take, given in their in their country um I mean, in many ways, Kenya's best defense is, hey, look, look at all these positive tests. It shows that we're testing, right? We're willing to, to bust people. Now, yeah. there's other people who would say, well, yeah, but there's a, this is the tip of the iceberg. There's going to be more and more stuff out there that, that, that isn't even getting caught. But I, just, I don't think we're anywhere close to this point at all. Um, again, I, just, I think that's a totally level up when you talk about a systemic doping program versus what's going on right now in Kenya. And it's not good. Right, it's not good either way. No one's arguing. It's not that. good, Bob. No, not good. Not good. That's from uh, Madman. Um, thank you for doing that. Um, but yeah, no one's arguing. It's like, oh, yep, they are. There's no responsibility to be had here. I'm just saying it's an extraordinary measure to ban a federation. And when when does that happen? That happens when you start drilling holes through the wall and passing through, you know, passing yeah. vials through, and, and and just basically making a mockery of the entire process. Okay. Uh, do you want to read email? Well, before we read the email, do you know what I did this past weekend? Uh, no. I started making some rankings. Okay. NCA track indoor rankings. Started dabbling a little bit with US track pro rankings for yeah. 2023. And throughout all this process, I was looking at who has the world standard? I was like into that. I was like, who has the 2023 world standard? I was wondering. I know you were wondering. Yeah. Now, obviously, we know like Grant Fisher has the 5K standard. Ran 12:46 in September. Obviously, it's 12:26:33 in March. It's still relevant. Whatever. But there's only one man who has the 1500 standard, and there's only one man who is in the world rankings quota for the 800. So no one has a standard in the 800 for men. In the but one U.S. man is in the world rankings quota. In the men's 800, can you name him? Yard Nagus is the one with the 1500 standard because he ran 333 in September. But one, it, hold on, so there's one person, one U.S. man, is currently ranked high enough in the world rankings that if he were to finish top three, he would be selected. Now these rankings will change over time because people will run. I'm trying to th- as of right now, who is the highest ranked U.S. athlete? I'm trying to think about NACAC, right? Because is it someone who did NACAC, won NACAC? You know what? I'm going big. Derek Holdsworth. No. Ah. You're, you're, in the right, you're in the right like mindset. I picked him for a sleeper last year. You're in the right uh, mindset. Think, think even bolder. Eric Sawinski. Yeah. Heck yes. <laughs> yes, let's go, Eric. Another year. Another year. 
Let's do it. You're, what, you're like 12 for him? Like, go for it, man. No. So what's, speaking of longevity, guys yeah. who have been crushing it for year after year after year, I don't know how many 144s he's run, but his number is pretty high. He's going to be the Mr. 97 of the 800. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Love it. Awesome. Good stat. All right. That was worth it. See? Got to get a little tighter some, on the wind up Sometimes there. I bring some. See, that was that a sub-10 performance right there? Is there a sub-10 No, you took too long. Stat? That had like, you had 10, 20 meters of good running, but, but it was prefaced by so a bunch was, of crap. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a 10 You got to get to the point sometimes. All right, uh, I'm going to check in the chat, and then we can read some uh, emails. How about that? Go for it. Uh, Patrick said, would a country be eligible for suspension if War Athletics considers the nation to be grossly negligent, uh, similar to the lack of institutional control, control sanction you see in the NCAA? Yeah, so I don't know specifically how they would rule on that, but here's the thing. Doing nothing is bad, but actively sabotaging the process is worse, right? So if you're a country and you're not doing anything about anti-doping, should you should you get sanctions? I mean, probably in the world we live in right now. But again, that is not as bad as actively sabotaging the process, which is what the evidence against Russia pointed to. Right? So there's degrees to it. There's, are you really on top of your game and catching people who are cheating? Great. Then it's, are you not doing anything, but then do people are getting caught because other people are testing? That's not very good. You should be testing, but whatever. You know, are you totally turning a blind eye to it and not testing at all? Okay, that's bad. And then are you just throwing the whole process out the window? Yeah. And that's where we're at. Um, Matthew says, you're drunk, better be getting good. One month left. I think he's referring to your dunk. Yes, uh, I have been actually thinking about that. It's getting close. The deadline's coming soon. But here's my situation. The deadline I wanted to be December 31st, end of the year, but I may want to like is it okay if I do it? Because I kind of want to do it in Austin. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be home. I thought you were going to do it on a wood floor and everything like that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to... Well, I haven't done another attempt since the Nerf ball dunk, which was a great <laughs> performance. The Nerf ball dunk. You spoke about it like it's a historical event, like it's Yorktown or something. I mean, the Nerf... The Nerf everyone ball remembers dunk. where they were. When I remember your genuine reaction when you saw the Nerf ball dunk. I was happy for you. You were like, holy shit. That might have been a 97 performance. Yeah, you right were there. like, this isn't... This He actually is doing it. Um Dunk's going well. I'm still training. I mean, the 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 turkey trot definitely it set you back. Set me back too much a bit. Distance running. Too much distance running for me because I'm. You got to run one in Troy, New York. You yeah, dunk. I'm all guy. in on biking and lifting and jumping. Those are the three things. Um, so, dunk's coming along though. We'll do. I might do one more pre-test in like a week or two, and then go all in on December 31st. My birthday is December 30th, so maybe I'll just do it on my birthday. But you're not going to be in Austin. and you what? Who cares if it's in Austin, though? Like, what are we... I don't know. The people. I don't know. They're, I kind of want to do... The people are on I the kinda internet. Wa- I kind of want to do the dunk on, on the, the same inter- hoop where I, like, did the first attempt. You can do additional dunks there, but I think you should get a hardwood floor. I will say this, though. Go to your high school There gym. was a tweet. There was a tweet. And it made me feel kind of like... Bad? Yeah, well, I don't know. What so, was the tweet? Cole... You sure you want to bring this up? Yeah. Okay. I, I I want to bring it up. This guy's a friend of mine. Oh. Former professional runner. I'm going to find the video. Okay, so, Colt, I'm putting it in the chat. I'm not in the chat, in the doc now. So, former Oregon Duck, Myler, ran professionally for a few years, lives in New York, I believe. Daniel Wynn, in jeans and shoes, Random shoes at the park, dunks a basketball. And this made you feel. I was like, if Daniel Wynn can do it, I better be able to. Is he left handed? I, I, be, I better be able to do this. He's like an elite athlete, though. Like you forget. Okay, no, but he's like retired. He's still an elite athlete. But he's a, a distance. He's not. A, he's not a basketball player. He's a distance runner. I know. But he's still. not athletic. He's not. He clearly he's, is he's athletic. athletic. He's a, he clearly is athletic. He's a lean miler. He like, just dunked on. How tall is he? He is taller than me, so he is. Oh, he is? He's like six okay. four, I think, or six five. But is that I a full size this. basket? I can't tell. That's a right. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming it's a regular size. Colt out here fact checking. But I saw Daniel Wynn do this, and I was like, man, if Wynn can do it, did you I'm, send him a message? I haven't. But I saw that. Is it because he's doing it in jeans? That's what bothers you. Yeah, he's doing you. it in jeans, yeah. and it seems very like he just walked up and did it. And the, how old is he though? He's younger. Right? He's like a few years younger than me. Okay, but like. So what does this have to do with you deciding whether or not you want to dunk in Austin? No, that's nothing to do with that. It just it's like this motivation. Like if I fail at this, and Daniel Wynn just did it in like a heartbeat, 
I'm going to feel like a little... you got to not compare yourself to other people. There's a lot of things That's that true. you try really hard to do that other people can do very easily. Daniel and I go way back. He was... Uh, he was he he hosted me in Belgium when uh, I was there covering track meets in Europe. I slept on his floor. It was actually a funny story. Do you really go way back? Would he know you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, we, hung, we, 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 we Okay. I don't know. We talked. We talked at Wild Duck uh, during Worlds. You were oh, there. I, I literally talked to him in front of you. Okay. Uh, Wait. I was sitting there talking to two dunkers. I didn't even know. Yeah. I know. Right. You didn't <laughs> even know. No. But uh, it's actually funny because. It's actually a funny story. So I went to Europe twice. First time I was staying uh, with a bunch of track guys and there was an extra bed and they're like, yeah, you can stay. Great time. Whatever. Year later, Daniel Wynn and Ford Palmer, they were like, I reached out to them. I was like, hey, I, you guys are going to be there. Can I crash at your place? And they're like, yeah, for sure. It was fine last year. You can do it again this year. Mm-hmm. I show up. Turns out their place was a different place and it <laughs> only had two beds, mm. not an extra bed. There was no place for me to sleep. Gotcha. So I slept on the floor. For three nights with no pillow and no blanket, I used my backpack as a pillow, and I slept on a hardwood floor for three nights, and it was it's great, it's good times. And he's your friend? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't gonna make best guy I've ever met. I'm there filming the runners. They're just, there I'm, actually have to run I'm, I'm just track kidding. races and workouts. So I'm not gonna sleep on a I'm hardwood. Floor. He's got some good tweets. Yeah, oh, Daniel's great. He's a great follow. Follow Daniel Wynn. Great right. follow. Uh, we'll go and get banned if he dopes for the dunk. Uh, David thinks you should do it at halftime of a John Hopkins game. That would be fun. I think you should do a try. Does Disneyland have a court? Because maybe you can sort of avenge your your Imagineer debacle. Yeah, just dunk on an Mickey? Imagineer. Uh, on Mickey. Gordon, get banned with no dunk, someone said. Um, on the Caitlin Tui deal, Caitlin Tui fan says, Caitlin Tui's NIL deal was handled by the Adidas team that handles pro athlete contracts and not the team that manages college NIL deals, which makes sense because... Yeah, it definitely feels like a... Let's get her now, and then we have a better spot, seat at the table when she does ultimately go yeah, pro. Yeah. It's definitely get a seat at the table. Like, they literally got – not only do they have a seat, they, like, got, like, a bench that's, like, cemented to the ground <laughs> with, like, a coffee maker and, like, a flat-screen TV. Like, they have a recliner at the table. Why would you want a bench cemented to the ground? Because it's not moving. Because oh, a stool okay. can just throw away. Like, stool – I'm gotcha, sorry, Puma, did. stool, just gone. Yeah, okay. like, Puma's not getting <laughs> You're not getting her. It's cool. Nike's always going to have a chair. It's like that chair that's like... Rolls in and rolls yeah, out. Rolls in. It's like, right, we can't say no to that chair. But now the Adidas and the New Bounce, the New Bounce chair is like, damn, that Adidas chair is much more firm in Caitlin Tui's court than my chair I got at Target. Okay. Got it. Uh, it's all about having the right chair. And right now, they basically... Is this an ad for a chair company? No, is that what this was? Basically, Adidas called up Exhibit, and they pimped the chair out. Oh, they, like, you know, pimp my ride. They, yeah, like, yeah. pimp my chair at the table for Caitlin Tui's in- inevitable pro deal. Like, they got getting an extractor. Xbox. They got everything. <sighs> exhibit, man. That's, that's a good a, show. That's a reference. Yeah, ride. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's uh, what the Zenaya deal is. It's giving them the ultimate chair at the table. Doesn't mean it's guaranteed, though. Patrick says it'd be a real shame if Gordon went full Tom Segura. Uh, people have been telling me that. I've been getting a couple of tweets. Was how did he hurt himself? Remind me again. <laughs> he tried. To, he tried to dunk a basketball oh, or really? lay up a basketball. I think he tried to dunk. I don't know. I like a shorter hoop, and he slipped and fell, and he broke his arm like bad, bad. Okay. Well, no, but it was, it was like, his knee too, and his knee it was really bad. Oof. It was like dangerously bad. And also funny. We don't want that. I already, I already did the break. I already got the fall. I already broke my. You own. did it when you're riding a bike. Yeah, I don't so think I've you're going to do that. that. I mean, you're more athletic than he is. Yes, right? yes. So it's like Daniel Wynn, Gordon, and Thompson. then Top Skirt. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm in the middle. Interesting, interesting. All right, let me read some of these emails here. Um, about the uh, this is about the tiebreaker. Okay, this is Tim in Virginia. I've been turning some ideas around in my head concerning meat scoring since the NCAA cross-country meet and thought you both might uh, be able to kick them around as well. Okay. I have a nine-year-old that I've been watching running events with over the last couple of years, and when I explained cross-country scoring to him the other day, he said, it's weird that in track you want more points, but in cross-country you want fewer points. Great use of fewer instead of less by his nine-year-old, by the way. Nailed that one. <laughs> I told him that he's right. It is weird. So it got me thinking, could a system of qualifying and scoring in um, – Cross-country national meet be able to, sorry, at the XC national meet be made to resemble track and field. 
uh, here's what I came up with. Any feedback you have is appreciated. So this isn't about the tiebreaker, but uh, take the top 32 athletes. This is a very Gordon topic. Okay. Top 32 athletes at the regional meet. No limit on entries per team. No team qualifying. At the national meet, have a descending point system like in track. First place gets 256 points. It's a lot of points. (laughs) How many did you score today? 256. Second place, 255. Every runner gets points for their team. So Florida would get 255 points in the women's race and would be included in the team results. Mm. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. It's very track-like. Track, you win yeah. the meet with one person. Yeah. Uh, the team with the most points overall wins next to second. You could have a team with four runners beat a team with seven runners, depending on placing. Optional. Make XC Nationals a long, short format like the World Cross Country Championship, so there's a bit more parity similar to track. I like long, short. Any guy, like, have strategy of who you can put in the short course and the yeah. long course. I do like that. Um, I do know that. I, I First of all, I like this idea. I mean, it would be kind of – It would be fun. It it does highlight some issues with the track yeah. scoring, which we've talked about for years. Yeah, Lincoln brought it up one time, got yelled at at a press conference. <laughs> I remember that. Do your research. Shout out, Lincoln. Um, I mean, I remember like when Lowry Lelang almost could win for Arizona when he was just doing a triple, for and they had like a decathlete. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. I would like. I would like it. I know it would piss people off because track coaches and track people in general are just very like hate change and they're like this is how we do it how dare you ruin the sanctity of five man scoring system no right? but i mean i wonder what so i remember having this thought when so throwback not that much throwback casey Klinger and the american fork high school team yep a few years ago they had three of the best runners in the country. And when they went to NXN, they put three in like the top eight mm. or something like that. Or three yeah. in the top five. I don't know. They went like one, two, three. I don't know. It was ridiculous. But because they're one, two, three, there was like – basically they didn't win because – Because their four and five was so far back. No, it's not because their four and five were so far back. It was more that the the people that they were beating weren't – I don't know how to explain this. They were individual qualifiers yeah. and not individual qualifiers. Team qualifiers. So like they beat someone by like two minutes, but it only got two more points to that right, person. Right, right. And yeah. it's just like really or two less points, even though you beat them by two minutes, because yeah. like, there's just a different world. And so I always thought that was kind of weird how like you could have three runners who are two minutes better than everyone else and you're gonna still lose because yeah. it doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile, one place is one place. So you like a time. So I think it should be time. time. Yeah. I like Cross country the way it is, like the scoring, with one exception, which I've spoken about. But I like that there's a place for more true competition, and I like there's a place for where the time doesn't matter as much. Like I, I kind of like that, that it's a unique thing about cross country, because as much as people say track is a team sport, track is a team sport, the relays are team sports. Everything else is just a series of individuals that add up points. Like They don't train together. I like that cross country feels more like a legitimate team uh, sport and there's team tactics. What about this involved? Let's well make too. this the ultimate tiebreaker. Oklahoma State and NAU. They find out that they're tied. Mm-hmm. They get an, uh, 45 minutes of recovery. They go again. They go again, but it's a relay. <clears throat> they get to choose the length of everyone's leg, but all seven runners need to be part of the leg. Mm-hmm. And like you have one runner run 1K, the first runner run a mile. So they run another 10K? They all have to run it. But they all run one-seventh of a 10K. Or, get this, whoever had the best six runner. <laughs> but wouldn't that be cool to it. see like a relay in like cross country? Like kind of like Ekaden, Ekaden mm. style? Where like, all right, I'm going to run the mile. Then I'm going to give it to someone who's going to run a 2K. And then someone's going to hand it off. And now you're watching just like, everyone's like, holy crap. It's coming down to the... We get a we get a tiebreaker race off. Yeah. And then everyone, all the other teams are like excited to watch Oklahoma State and NAU with tired legs go one on you know. Yeah. You're like, ooh, oh, like a put Nico Young lead off, Drew Bosley anchor, what's yeah. going on? It'll be hilarious. Yeah, it's just you're never you want overtime, right? I want overtime, yeah. But they don't it doesn't really work that way. There should be overtime in track and field. That's one thing that sucks about our sport, is there are zero overtime. Well, there's very we few have ties. Ju- we have jump offs. We do get jump offs in high jump and pole vault. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes they share the gold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was awful. That was awfully awesome. No. That was great. No, 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 no. They didn't have the dog in them. The dog in them, we say, I'm (laughs) not. They both got a gold. I'm not sharing my gold with nobody. Why risk it? Get the gold. No, no. But 
if we could find a way to throw overtime into our sport, I think that'll be awesome. That's yeah. something I'm going to think about more. I'm going to come up with my overtime ideas for every event. Well, that oh, for every event, I think it's different. But there's not. But you're all like how? You do, how often are you tying in the hundred? So this is what you do: you get rid of the one thousandth, one hundredth decimal, and make it all to the tenth. Oh, so there's more just, ties. There's tons of ties, and just, then we have a lot of overtime. And in in like the long jump, get rid of like centimeters. Just like you jump seven meters, just tie. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's seven ninety or seven fifteen. Yeah, not, you just want a bunch of people going over. No, no, you, no, you, no, you just get rid of the the centimeter. You go to a decimeter or to tenth. Put like seven point one or seven point two. I think we should have a six runner in cross country. I think it's real. Sick. I think it's like overtime right the track and field would be. Must see TV. I mean, you could just run a four by four again, couldn't you? But then if both teams don't have a, like, it wouldn't actually work at the national meet. It could work on the team side. Are you, yeah. about, are you talking about team score being tied or individual events being tied? Uh, either or. Because what do you, be fun. What do you do? The year Georgia had all field event athletes and Oregon had all running event athletes, right? For the women, no, they tied. Everyone gets to bring or their tie. Their, they didn't tie, but they were everyone gets to bring their tiebreaker runner. Oh, okay. I see. Who doesn't compete? And then what do they run? Their job is to be prepared for the tiebreaker. And you have you have one distance guy, one sprint guy, and one whatever. And then you do a raffle. And you're like, all right, today this tiebreaker is 3,000 meter steeplechase. And you're like, all right, you're up. Uh, David brings up a good point. Yes, because the biggest problem with track meets is they don't last long enough. <laughs> yeah. How, how many days is added to yeah. the meet if we do Gordon, this for hey, every... Gordon is a master at Cricket's making... great. People love cricket. So people love cricket. They can love overtime and track. And he field. either wants to make things way, way shorter or way, way longer. Those are the two uh, options. Uh, on the tiebreaker, here we go. We got another one. This is from Tim. I was on the side of the sixth man until I considered a scenario. Okay. What's the scenario? What about the team that doesn't have or doesn't finish six runners? You cannot go to the sixth man if he does not exist. Are they to be penalized in a tie even though the, they met the requirements to score a full team? Hate to side with Gordon here, but I now like the rules as they stand. Ah, I love it when they say hate to side with Gordon. That's the best words I've ever heard. The reluctant hate to side agree with, you, with Gordon. But you are right. Here's what happens. You want to know what you, have? What, what you should do? What? Tough luck. You didn't win the tiebreaker then. But that's what happens in okay. tiebreakers. Hold on. What happens? What happens? It's not perfect. If both teams' six runners don't exist, how do you tie it then? Go to the seventh runner. What if what if both teams only finish with five? Who if, who wins the tiebreaker? If both teams only have five runners finish. I guess I'd need to write that into the rule book. Yeah. Uh, total what, time. To, oh, total time? Total time. What if that's I would say, that's, yeah, what if times. that's what if that is equal? Then you you draw straws. You, know you would t- rather draw straws than use the head to head. It's basically it's it's just as stupid. Did you know that one of the tiebreakers for the World Cup is fewest yellow cards yeah. accumulated? So that's random, right? There's a chance we could have lost to that on Wales if we would have lost to England and Wales would have beat you know. Yeah, but, but my point is, the longer you go, it gets more and more random, and that's okay. Right, penalty kicks to decide soccer creates some unlikely outcomes, and it's sort of a random way to end the game. But you have to end the game at some point. That's what they've they've ruled. So no, we can't. Just, we can't do your system. We can't run another ten k. It's not going to happen. So you need to break the time somehow. Can't. We're not going to. They're not going to do that. Why not? They race three times as is. They're going to run another ten k. It'll be fun, man. No. Do you, they, if soccer players can play another thirty minutes of running. Why right, can't cross country runners run another 10K? But, but then they eventually end it. They eventually end it with the PKs, which I don't think anybody likes PKs, but it's just. Well, PKs can go on forever. It's sad reality. PKs technically don't have an end either. Right, right, right. But they're not running, and it produces a kind of un, like a random outcome. Uh, Bill says Gordon Diamond League already won't let them run 5,000 meters in a lot of meets. Uh, David says cricket's most popular matches have gone from five days to a few hours. So they're, oh. they're shrinking. They're, 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 uh, baseball's doing the same thing. Um, they put a shot clock on the two mountain stuff. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. You got anything else? Colt, you got anything? I want overtime and track and field. You got invited to a, a event here in Austin. I did? Well, I mean, we both did, but okay. I'm not going to go, so you can go. <laughs> 
I got both. I got two kids by myself this week. I got my, things to my, do. You know about the things I'm doing this week. Chat. Does Gordon have anything to do? No, I do. Does that we, look we, like a man? No, we can't talk about it. What's publicly, the timeless? What is but this? I got things going on. The longest on this test week. cricket match this ever. Is the last longest. Week. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. You can read it, Colt. Nine Sorry. days. Nine days over 180 overs bold. I think that's like innings in cricket. Yeah. You know what thing is? That's shorter than how long World Championships was. <laughs> the World Champs was 10 days I long. know, but imagine if that was one race of World Championships. How long was that uh, John Isner? Oh, that was Ma- fun. The I remember watching match. that. Uh, oh, that was a great. How the long Wimbledon? That, yeah, that was the fifth set. 70 to 68 Yeah, in great. the final set. 11 hours and five That's minutes. what I'm saying. We need overtime in track and field. We need to find a way to add it. That would be hilarious. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. There it is. Yeah, 70 to 68. That's crazy. Remember that, 2010. 11 hours. All right. Thanks for listening. Like, subscribe. Yeah. Uh, we're back Wednesday. Uh, might be a little bit of a special episode on Wednesday. Might be. It's going to be. We're still also, wh- BU 5K. On Got Friday? the entries. Is it Friday or Saturday? I'm not sure. It's this weekend. We'll preview that. There's also a cross-country race in Austin this weekend oh, and yeah. Valencia Marathon this weekend, too. Track never ends. There's a lot to talk about. Then it's the off-season. After that, once we have one more cross-country race, an indoor meet, and, <laughs> and a, a marathon, marathon that might as well be a major marathon, then the season's over for three or four weeks. And then track's back, baby. Yeah. And then track is, is back. Um, all right. Thanks to Colt for producing. Thanks to everybody watching. Again, you can subscribe to the Flow Track Podcast YouTube page or on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We will talk to you guys on Wednesday. Have a good one.